Are you ever curious about the backstories to the various diagnoses doctors make? Are doctors and other healthcare professionals ever conflicted in their quest to deliver quality healthcare? To what extent do patient complaints and situations reflect a society's values and norms? To answer all these questions and more, join me, Dr. Yao Safu, also known as the Drive Doctor, as I sit with my colleagues at Medicas Hospital in Frank after office hours conversations about our work. Hashtag Medicas Diaries. So, Kwebna, one of the most frustrating things that I, I, I experience on a regular basis in my practice is this late presentation of patients to health facilities and i always get this running theme okay so it wasn't painful it didn't hurt it wasn't hurting um I didn't feel unwell and it keeps happening so I've realized that we have different health-seeking habits and today as part of our our hashtag medicals diaries conversations I I think I want us to to look at that I I really really want us to to, to talk about it I'm, I'm sure you've also come come across uh, this this attitude health seeking ha- habits yeah. or attitude of, of, of the Kenyan in, in, in your practice yes. that the, the delay I, I know there are a lot of other reasons I probably will get into that but most often it is the ah Hannah welcome thanks for joining us um, so I'll just tell him that it, it, it's it's something that's been eating me up for, for, for a long time and thankfully i've had the benefit of being in other jurisdictions um, and knowing what their health-seeking habits are but when it comes to ghana i think there's a lot more we need to do in terms of the way we seek health care and one of the things that i've I, I, now it bothers on me being irritated i feel irritated by it is that he keep telling us that at the end of the day, well, why do you come late? Oh, doctor, at the end of the day, yeah. So, Hannah, I have seen a patient who tells me that, oh, doctor, I, 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 I have an ulcer on my breast. I'm like, okay. And then she takes, I, I proceed to examine her. And if, my God. You know, the, the way they were very, it was a very casual way of presenting it that you crew, you know, I have a sore on my breast, you know, I have an ulcer, it, but, you know, there was a bit of stench around and when she took off her clothes and I examined her, oh my goodness. So why so long? You know, sometimes you want to ask the question, not because you want to criticize them, you just want to understand why it took such a long time for them to show up and then the, always the answer is that if, 
So today, I just want us to look at that. Let's explore that a lot more. Why? Why do we behave like that? Why? Why? Where did we get that culture from? And is it because we we think that a disease is only serious when there is pain or when you have overt symptoms? Is that our understanding of the disease process? Or there's something more to it? of the people think that um, you are sick only when you have pain or you can't go about your normal duties so even if there's something going on and I can still go to work I can eat my three square meals daily I don't see why I, sh- I should say that I'm sick but if because of what is going on I can't do what I'm supposed to do or I'm having pain or um, I can't eat. Ghana for the eat. You don't need to depend. Oh, I'm power. Yeah, I'm power. Yeah, yeah. So I can't be able to go to school. Be a more than yeah. I just pretend. Me to me, you can go to school. That's the manifestation of that, that strikes a chord with you as well. It does. So most of the things that most of the conditions that we present or patients will present to you, it will start off as something or something that they will trivialize. Mm. Oh, it's just a headache. Oh, I'm just not something in our course. Yeah. Yes. Just just feeling a little just well. a headache. Just a headache. Hey. That's what they will say. <laughs> but it might have been something uh, persistent for some months or years. You go. And investigate it is some form of a tumor in the head mm. or something yes um, some infections or you, you will get it's a common cold um, something you have just feeling unwell but you can't pinpoint as to what it is so they say oh this one, let me just take paracetamol over the counter medications i'll be fine i'm going to the facility so is that the way we have been brought up is is, is, is that how we are oriented to appreciate disease. Is that a problem? Yes. 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 Okay. And there are no other issues. Maybe, maybe other people, people are delaying to come because they don't have money. Is that, is that, is that, you know, I'm just thinking that maybe there are, there are other reasons, but they all keep telling, or most people keep telling me this, what exactly both of you have described so, so, so eloquently that, it is because they are waiting to see something more dramatic. Something. Some of them are waiting to see if there will be any improvement. Mm-hmm. So, WWE, like they're hoping. Especially since, the mothers. Right. So, maybe child has fever. Mm. Instead of taking a child to a hospital, we went to her next door neighbor that. So before they will come, they would have tried all other um, yes, all other treatment they think are right. Uh-huh, before they bring the child. 
Okay, so I, I want us to then 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 look at this because since um that is our orientation, we see disease and the seriousness of it through the lens of pain. Um largely. Why don't we I want us to explore the theme of um asymptomatic diseases. Are there are there medical conditions? Because I think yeah, I don't almost like almost every single disease. There is a certain natural history to it. So even the ones that gives you the very dramatic signs and symptoms, in the initial stages it may not. It starts off somewhere. So it starts off somewhere. It always starts at some point. So I think people need to understand our people our culture we need to understand that disease doesn't just explode that one is accidents accidents happen that way yeah so you're on a a piece of scaffold and then unfortunately something drops uh, and then you fall from a height that's an accident that's an injury we can understand the sudden nature of it and then you fall from a height immediately you fracture your, your, your leg is in a different uh, uh, um, angle and then you know that there's there's a big problem. You, you have a cut, you are bleeding. But are there medical conditions that start innocuously and then become very, very serious conditions that can lead to death? Yeah, there are, there, are, there are a few of them. Um, not to think for I mean tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is an infection um, from a bacteria. Um, if I'm not getting too technical, a bacteria, mycobacterium tuberculosis. Um, and if we do are infected with that. So the World Health Organization did um, publish a publication, I think that was in 17th October last year, 2022. Okay. And the analysis was that one fourth of the whole population in the world have the infection TB. Tuberculosis, yes. So it's, it's there on their website right now. I checked it yesterday. So, so it's by, uh, uh, one, two, three, four. Right so let's start counting. So one, two, three. So the fourth person that's you. So it, it was very alarming. So, I mean, the number of people in this whole wide world, and we can say, a big organization like the World Health Organization can say one fourth of the whole world is infected with tuberculosis and, and no symptoms, no cough, no night sweat, no typical, the classical signs we see in um, tuberculosis. What about the name them. of tuberculosis in Akan? Um, in Samawa. In Samawa. Samawa, there. Ghost. Ghost. So, ghost cough. Yes. You know, that's how dread that. But that condition is what you're trying to describe so it's a dreaded medical condition and it got that name because if you get a cough you're going to die oh yes before the advent of these i mean antibiotics in the in the, in the, in the late 70s and uh, also most people died from tuberculosis so yes there are overt symptoms but what the point you're making is that one in four have the infection They've got the, the, the bacteria in them. But we're sitting around around here right now, and I've counted four of us in this room, but, and we all look fine. Yeah. You know, so 
even such a dreaded disease that has very high mortality rates without any intervention people die from it you're saying that it starts and most people can be fine yes or so, look fine yes so we uh, from tuberculosis we differentiate it from the infection from the disease mm. so someone can be infected with, the, with tuberculosis but not have symptoms the classical symptoms that we have a person is coughing out um, blood. Yeah. He's been coughing for the past two weeks. For his sleeps as night. He has drenching night sweats. He has weight loss. Mm. Some, like this one, what I'm talking about, have the infection, but they're not, they're not expressing it. Those cl- clinical, signs. you know, very overt symptoms, symptoms, symptoms yes. and then signs. Yeah. Yes. And then even with the, uh, some people that have the disease, mm. the tuberculosis disease, um, those that have other immunosuppression. Time to talk of diabetes, um, HIV. They have the infection, but they won't come to you with cough. They won't come to you with the direction nice way. They might come to you with diarrhea. Right. They might come to you with a fever. You do an investigation and you get to know that it's tuberculosis. So we start a person. Because their immune system is so weakened. Yeah. A lot of the symptoms that we see or signs that we see, it's really a manifestation of the response by your immune system. Yes. Right. But in, in such individuals who have other comorbidities like the diabetes you talk about, it weakens their immune system. Yes. So they may not even in later stages may be able to give you those very classic symptoms of, of the tuberculosis. Yeah. Right? Yes, so there's that. You get the infection and then um, those that don't they have the infection, they don't have any form of immunosuppression. So they they are able to survive. They don't express it. So it's also estimated that out of that um, number of people, mm-hmm. about five to ten percent will later in life develop the disease. Develop. That's about five to ten percent. Right. But those that are going to have other immunosuppression mm-hmm. who express have the fifty percent chance of expressing the disease um, in, in, in later life. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that. Aside from tuberculosis, other infections like hepatitis B can also right. yes. So with hepatitis B, from the onset, it gives you some some something that you won't think is hepatitis B. As simple as um, a malaria, you're just not feeling well. Um, you have anorexia, you're not able to eat. Yes, loss um, of appetite, yes. the headache, yes. low grade fever. As I like the, the Ghanaian, or the, like I can't express it, I mean, why am I the dead, the dead? <laughs> they wouldn't tell you say that, you know, I was like the dead, the dead, you know. Low grade fever, mm-hmm. you know, you may have that, you may have body aches, few headaches. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people think they have malaria and then they're going to well, take their 442. Yes. Go to the, uh, an over the counter. Right. My home family, papa, and go to the community pharmacy, and then most likely they will leave with some anti malarials. But that may be the prodromal symptoms or the, the, the acute signs of acute infection with hepatitis B, yeah. the early stages. So when you get the infection, that is what you may manifest. If you have a competent immune system, then it deals with it. If you don't have a competent immune system or your immune system is not able to deal with the virus, then it goes on, or you may go on to become chronically infected. You get chronic hepatitis B infection. Right. Or even later on, even with acute infection, a few of them sometimes will get the typical hepatitis B acute infection, uh, what we call the fulminant um, hepatitis, where it's a very bad one. That's where you get the yellowing of the eyes. So the yeah, your eyes, the white of your eye becomes like this orange juice. Yeah, I'm sitting in front of me. You know, so it becomes it becomes yellow, very 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 yellow. 
I think that's what most people tend to even associate with hepatitis B. But it's very, very important to know that fulminant hepatitis doesn't usually happen. And your liver actually is a very, very robust organ. It is a very, very robust organ. And it can, uh, you, you need to damage about, about 50 to 60% of the liver for it to start showing um, evidence of dysfunction. So you've got great reserve capacity. So not a lot of them would, would develop that. So hepatitis B, I think hepatitis C, can also do the same oh, yeah. you know in the early stages it is it is asympt- it's, it doesn't show you'll get these very i would say mild but um these are symptoms that you would attribute to other trivial things other conditions so you touch on something that i really want to bring it up because at a certain point in time when i was working in uh, ghana's premier hospital i worked in a unit where the complaint of headache was taken very, very seriously. So, Anna, I want to talk about headache. I'm sure you've had a headache before. Yes. Oh, I get headaches when I'm hungry. Hey, Barbara, are you listening? When I'm hungry, I have You get a headache, uh-huh. I'm tired, I have a headache. When I'm feeling sleepy and I don't sleep, I have a headache. Hey. Plenty headache. Every dollar to is beating the city. No, and then it's globalized. Wow. So, headaches, I think, tip, really typify what we're talking, you know, about. Head- Even kids can point to you that's yeah, Yes. I think when children are sick, I think that's how they represent their illness. They always tell you that they have a headache. It is one of those things where it can be a nothing thing as we've just enumerated. Uh, financial school, uh, schools are reopening. Uh, you guys don't have children, eh? Yeah, right. You have a headache. You are taking care of somebody, eh? <laughs> I have headaches for two people. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, yes, you are, you are carrying the look. It's so January as, as that month where people say it's a ninety-day month, um, because of all the excesses. So financial reasons may give you a headache. Just financial stress give you a headache. Uh, you two, for all the 3.5 billion men in this world, this is the man that you choose. So that month we can give you headache. That's your boyfriend. We can give you headache. That husband can give you headache. And and so the wife too can give you. If a wife is giving you headache, and it's not small, that was the headache. <laughs> it is blue, blue bar. <laughs> right. So so a, a headache can be something very trivial but there could be more sinister reasons to why you have a headache and it could be a tumor it could be a a, a growth a tumor in, in in the pituitary region that small tiny master gland that you have in your brain that controls almost all the hormones that we produce you can have a growth in there and it can give you a headache now I've seen patients who roamed a lot of hospitals with a headache. Three years later, they find their way to our clinic, endocrine um, clinic, and then guess what? A CT scan reveals that they have a growth in that part of the brain. So all of a sudden, 
they spooked because they are thinking oh i take some para then it goes then it comes again this my work is too stressful and all of that so all that list that hannah made maybe we have to look into her head because you say when she's hungry at the head now you have eat, you have eaten this this morning or this afternoon so you have a headache right so how do you know and because of the experiences we've had with some of these things i even have some of my patients i diagnose them with with seizure disorder they have a seizure disorder and their only presenting complaint has been headaches 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 so i send them off to go and do the eeg testing you know at our at our usual place and then it comes back and it will tell you that they have a seizure disorder most people know a seizure to be uh, they call it a chai so that a patient will have a convulsive episode where they are jerking the whole body is shaking violently they bite their tongue and then they foam from the mouth i mean all these things have been dramatized in, in movies and therefore a lot of people just think that that is what it is a seizure but you can have different types of seizure disorders some can actually present with terrible headaches and that's all you're not going to have all that drama of um, having jerky movements and loss of consciousness and then you pee um, have bladder incontinence bowel incontinence and in ghana they will say that hey if you step in the urine of somebody who's fitting hey, you also like a thousand times in the, <laughs> in, the in, 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 in my in my career so, so headaches can be a number of different things but the most common thing the thing that i fear the most is hypertension it is one of those medical conditions where you probably will feel fine for the best part of their initial stages. Yeah. Yeah. The only way you are knowing that you are hypertensive is we slap a cuff on your arm and the sphig would give us a reading. And then once we take you to the guidelines, four days, seven days of readings, and you meet the criteria, that's it. But what do we see? This gone too soon. Oh, Dr. Nashin, you know. They didn't in the choir, sorry, Sunday. No. Oh, it was at church. Praise and worship. It was taking part, active part, was dancing and 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 all of that. And we don't understand why he just went off, just collapsed. And most of the time you see that their blood pressure is just shooting through the roof. Yes. Even um the who stated that um about 70% of adults WHO. Yes. I mean, right. About 70% of people who have high blood pressures don't even know that they have high no, blood no. pressures. So it means that So maybe it's maybe a Ghana specific thing. Yes. Well there are other people in other parts of the world who are probably waiting to feel something. Yes. But unfortunately most people won't have the headache, palpitations, dizziness, right. right. fatigue. Some may even have it, but it's just a headache, just like they it's said. It's just a on. headache, yeah. Or easy fatigue. It's my work. I'm tired. Let uh-huh. me rest. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 
let me rest let me rest two years three years they are still going around with high blood pressure so that's how come we have um some clients they will come in with a stroke you ask relatives does he or she have any chronic conditions no on your on your hospital they will say it with a lot of like with pride oh me them in course hospital at a certain age you shouldn't talk like that maybe a young person fine we need health insurance sample exactly like they will say that i think they don't power lines they want to draw power lines between the hospital and or the healthcare institution and 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 themselves so i can think of a number of of medical conditions that you know keep um presenting um in in the early stages as nothing things and then all of a sudden even diabetes for example Mm -hmm. um i i know of a health worker who was a diabetic but didn't know he was a diabetic Mm. so actually um his dad was a diabetic so he usually comes home and then he will check his blood glucose for him make sure that he's taking his medications so on one of the occasions he went home and then he checked um, his dad's blood glucose it was normal because he is taking his medications and then he had few of the strips remaining so he was like okay let me check my name he checked and his was very high. very high and he was like hey i'm a diabetic mm. so he had to start taking his medications when on another occasion too i came across a client a female who was a diabetic but didn't know but she picked it out herself so what she did was that um because um she was hearing about diabetes diabetes from the information centers radio television i think um she learned from one of those talks that you can taste your urine or if um, you urinate and then a few minutes later you notice aunts, that ants are crawling around. around. <laughs> so one day she said she was going to bath and then when she she was like, let me taste my urine. <laughs> so well, she tasted it and then she was like, ah, me drew on the day. So that was why she came to the hospital. Wow. Ah, so wow. she came to the hospital. She was like, doctor, Omoka says she will read you so. So me testing me drinks are no power, but maybe they me me who say here the empty. They say me who say me obiana me nibi. So we did the fasting because and they was high. So um, we had to start her. She did the lab she's supposed to do. Anything. Her, her, I mean, you're drawing parallels with almost the way we do religion here. I think we are people who like to see things before we act. Yes. So the miracle working <laughs> God type of religion. As what well, excites us, nana yeah. grada, you know, type of thing. People, people, see people to move the You know, people want to see signs and wonders. Yeah. I think maybe it's a cultural thing. If we can see something, so it's good that she tasted her urine. It's good that she paid attention to the fact that ants were gathering around. Uh, if she around her urine. But I think what we want to communicate to everybody who's listening to the um, hashtag Medicast Diaries on, on any of our platforms, uh, uh, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, what we want to communicate is that there are quite a number of medical conditions 
that may not give you the kind of symptoms that you are expecting. Most of the time we see the drama, the dramatic presentations at the end. Those are the, if you take the natural history of any disease, any area, you know, towards the end, how, how things will look like. But we feel frustrated when patients have to come to us in the late stages. Okay, actually, see, let me talk for myself. I feel frustrated. Because <laughs> I don't know well, how, how you feel. Because frustration is everywhere. You know, so I don't know whether our patients don't really understand the whole diagnostic process and the treatment process. Or maybe they look at us and think, oh, these are small gods. Somebody mentioned this to me, oh, when they said, I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a very big title I don't, I don't want to carry. But probably in their minds, that's what they are thinking. But why, why don't we like late presentation? Why, what, what, is it, what is it that makes you frustrated because patients present late? So, um, if nothing at all, I mean, the big part of it is the cost of it. So if right. it were to be picked up earlier, right. the cost or expenses in taking care of uh, that at that stage mm. is less, mm-hmm. minimal to less. Um, in relation to when they come in this presentation, right. where you spend a lot of money, a lot of time. So a simple antibiotic, for example, can do the trick. Yeah. But then the person has delayed, they think it will get better, or they were waiting for very overt signs and symptoms of that urethritis or the pneumonia, and now you have to go and get a very powerful new generation antibiotic. Well, it doesn't come cheap. Very expensive. Very expensive. Then now it becomes newspaper adverts and uh, pleading with stations like Joy FM to make announcement and do silver collection, <coughs> you know, for you and all of that. You know, so yes, you hit the nail right on the head when you talk about 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 it becoming more uh, expensive to treat if you come later on rather than rather than el- 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 earlier on. There's also the development of complications, right? Yes, yes. there are developments to worry about. Yes, so um, with some conditions like the diabetes, diabetes my, my colleague was talking about, mm. individuals that we don't pick up early in the advancement of the condition can have some form of renal impairment right. as a result of the diabetes they had, mm-hmm. which was not picked up early. Um, it could also go forward to give them heart um, complications and my cardiac infection, how we say a heart attack, can go ahead to give them strokes. Uh-huh. As a result of the diabetes they had, that wasn't picked up early right. or wasn't paid attention. So if you come in early, probably we will even start with diet therapy. Yes. You know, for, for, the, for the diabetes. If we find it early enough, as you need to name if you come in early, let's just say, if you, all the things come together and we are able to make an early diagnosis, we we'll probably start you off with non-pharmacological treatment meaning yeah. yeah. we're going to try diet exercise try and com- control your diabetes however if they present late then the complications of this very very dangerous disease would have kicked in yeah. when you talk about diabetic kidney disease dialysis I mean, that's that's the worst part because it's not sustainable in our part of the world 
even the cheapest places where you are spending what 150 to 200 cities per session <coughs> even in the cheapest public places that's how much you are spending you need about three sessions a week Anna, you are doing the calculation. You have yes. 200 <laughs> times 3. That's 600. 600, 600 times 4. Yeah. For a month. 2,400. That is for only your dialysis. <clears throat> your transportation in and out. And you are very sick. You don't go to Uber. Dropping. Or Uber. Or something. You know, so your transportation in and out. And three times a week. Anytime you go onto that dialysis machine. They hook you up. That's about a four-hour session. When you get onto the onto the onto the onto the machine, so literally you're going to spend the whole day there. So what kind of work are you doing that you can spend three whole days in a week with us in the hospital, you know, running dialysis? You probably will lose your job. Even if it's your own job, you'd fire yourself. The job will collapse. That's what I mean by firing yourself. Mm. Because most of the time you're not there. And how are you going to finance it? So if our health seeking habits was better, if we did not wait to get that overt symptoms of diabetes, we could stave off the diabetic kidney disease and people wouldn't need much more complicated treatment options. You also talked about the heart attack, the myocardial infarction. Well, you are better off, and that's what I say, you are better off if it kills you. <coughs> Because if it gives it leaves you with a weakened heart, we will make a diagnosis of heart failure as a result of the myocardial infarction, the heart attack. Now you have a weakened heart. And heart failure will mean that if you look at the demands of oxygen and blood from the heart by the body, the heart is not able to fulfill it through its pump action. So we will say you have heart failure. So a weakened heart cannot fulfill all the demands you put on it. So you walk from here 10 meters to your gate and you have to pull a chair and sit down. So you're not going to live a very substandard, you know, life where performance of even activities of daily living. I've seen people struggle to, 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 to have a bath. So they will bath for 45 minutes. It's not because they are, they, are, they are females in the bathroom, but it's so tiring and they have to take breaks in between. And boss, I think um, we also need to understand that when we report um, earlier to a health facility, mm. we are not only doing ourselves the good, but we are helping other members of the family, it could be your children, um, your spouse. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh, because if you are sick, they will undergo all that stress financially, emotionally. Yep. Uh -huh. And even mm -hmm. aside that, some of the conditions are genetic. Uh -huh. Right. So if I find out that my dad is a diabetic at mm -hmm. an early stage, then it means that I have a probability of having diabetes. Right. Uh -huh. So I need yes. to take care of mm -hmm. my health. Uh -huh. Exactly. And then, so that one also helps, but we wait and then. The person will come in and we are not even able to establish a concrete diagnosis. The person is dead. And then they will say, yeah, fast time can no No post-mortem. So, so you end up not, not knowing yes, what later, killed them. Yes. Later okay. on, another member of the family gets sick. She or she goes to the hospital. Oh, my, I may not one so that But there was diabetes, there was hypertension. Nobody knows. 
and then it keeps going on and on they're always reporting when it's but Hannah, yeah. another angle to it is also let's say this was an infectious disease yeah if this was an infectious disease and you don't know about it then there's a risk that you can transmit to to, to others yes. the whole household it could be the whole household depending on let's say it's a respiratory thing like tuberculosis yeah. But let's say it's an STI, yeah. like HIV. So if you are not aware, then you can transmit it because you don't. You are waiting for the symptoms, and my brother was telling us that the, the, the re, there's a, a long incubation period. It can be a long yeah. where the person doesn't show symptoms of HIV. It can go all the way up to ten years. Yes. Hey. Yes. By then, no more be ten grade. Every year, if I should get married to one person and divorce her, that's exactly ten people or more. Some question. Exactly. So if you don't know that you have an infectious disease, then you can easily pass it on. So we really don't want to wait for people to develop very very overt symptoms. When 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 my grandmother can see the disease. Yes. And that's the time that you are bringing it to, to us in the hospital, then come on, it's, it's just too late. So, I think we should disabuse our minds of the fact that doctors are quote-unquote superhuman and God's deputies. That we can resuscitate even the dead. And realize that that whole disease process, early detection, and any intervention makes makes a world of difference in terms of outcomes. So for all these different reasons, we shouldn't be a people who seek healthcare only when we feel the pain. The last thing is that one we don't get to see a lot of it, but caca. <laughs> you know, I talk to most of my colleagues who are dentists and they tell me that in Ghana. You they come they have a swollen jaw, they can't chew, it throbbing like crazy, then they'll go look for a dentist. They've got carries as big as the potholes in the, the streets and they stuff it with ginger and they stuff it in it over the period until the whole thing becomes swollen pain. So we we tend to like the the signs and symptoms. We, we are that type of people in terms of seeking healthcare. And imagine you're a dentist and, and, or a healthcare professional, and, and somebody presents to you with this swollen jaw, you know, extensive caries. They're very ill. You're going to have a tough time getting them back to full health. Yeah. And, and that's sometimes a frustration that I go through as as as, as a doctor. I'm not saying I want an easy ride in terms of my work, but I think people need to understand that you don't necessarily need to make your, or you don't have to make the work of your health service provider any more difficult. Some people will talk and they'll ask, someone I'm not saying I'll school seven years. Everyone has to be a specialist. <laughs> you know? And I, 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 I hope that maybe this, we're having this conversation, people would appreciate what we're talking about that. Yeah, we know our job, but our job has great limitations because we've got very little understanding of the human body. It's not, it's not like a car 
that every single schematic diagram of the engine and the brake system and all of that it's there's a blueprint somewhere and when there's a problem you can go and trace it out onto a line i don't have hannah's blueprint <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't know how her systems are wide and all of that no, nobody really has that type of information so what can we do to change this health-seeking habit of the Ghanaian? What, what, what do you think needs to be needs needs to be done? So for those who would listen to this 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 podcast on this hashtag medical stylist thing, what what do we want the listeners to do okay. to to change the the, the, the perception okay. or this attitude rather to change this attitude of um, it is not painful and then to also arrive earlier rather than late what, 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 what should listeners do okay so i think um it has to do with education um, educating them um so it's estimated that females have better sticky habits than than to males Ish, yes the man as like they like going to facilities to inquire more about their health than males but what 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 accounts for that what what's the What's what's the backstory to to, to that well, particular thing? It has to do with that. Is it true? Yes. <laughs> oh really? Uh, people, you always think you are talking. Yes. So oh. there's this saying that bare man, bare man, and you know. So I mean, they have to go to the the tough ones. So that they get the brunette, you know. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Better sell us it. They have to go to the tough, the tough. Baby ones. bedroom. <laughs> So I think it has to do with education. It, it shouldn't be the case. I mean, they should try and be more um, health-seeking. I mean, whatever whatever problems they have, they try and just inquire. So not everyone who comes to the facility is actually sick. Right. Just right so I mean, just to chip this in. So um, you you know about the Drive Doctor show on, yeah. that runs on on on, on Ghana's premier our <clears throat> radio station, Joy ninety nine point seven FM, where. I spend every week to talk about, to educate and give a lot of good information about about a lot of medical conditions. So for people can tune in, and listen, you know, yeah. and, and, and listen in because I think information is knowledge. They say is power, but I think information is, is, is power. We are in that era right now when data or knowledge is, is, is very powerful. So education, right? Yeah. So on Wednesdays, um, like. You listen to the dive doctor right. at the four thirty pm, mm. and then you, you get informed about it. And how about you? What, what do you think we can do? What should listeners do <coughs> to change their habits, the health seeking habits? Okay, so um, apart from what Kwabna said about um, see, um, reporting earlier when you have any problems, I think um, you can also decide that maybe at the end of every three months uh-huh. or maybe every six months i'll go to the hospital get some labs done uh-huh. to check uh-huh. my liver my kidney and all those things right. uh-huh. and if you have any idea that there is any condition that runs in your family you can also go and then you start talking to your physician about it right. uh-huh. you don't have to wait to notice that i'm having headache i'm having that just go make right. it a part of your so you must schedule. have a health plan yes you know yes. when at the start of the year you must have a health plan 
that would say on this or uh, at this yes. time I will do X Y Z. Yes. I will also chip in this and say we as healthcare institutions. They go to the UK. They've got a beautiful example of it. They write to people mm-hmm. and tell them that oh okay you are forty years. It's time for you to do your cervical cancer screening. Oh you are forty five. You are fifty years. It's time for you to do your colorectal you know screening. So maybe that's something that we need to do. I mean we've got a number of patients in in medical hospital. So maybe we need to start sending them messages. I'm not going to put you on that particular beat. Okay. And let's let's send our bulk messages to all our patients, okay. looking at their different age groups and sending them reminders. Mm. You know that it's time to do your annual health checks. I think that would be a great initiative. Yeah. Um, to. You send my own first. You send yours first. Hey, Hada. You are proving that that women like. Going to us, yeah, sometimes in India, yeah, right. I'll catch you guys later.